0: On goes full. Liverpool might yet win. It here for wolves. Blast in the shot! What a goal! Chaotic governing and interim, seemingly out of their depths, and a. And cultists wanting an old leader to return despite how things ended the first time. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. Joining me today, I've got Gully and Stu. Let's did get you right just, into talking. Sorry, uh, did you
2: just we... compare Bru- Bruno Large to Boris, basically? Oh. No,
0: I compared Nuno to Boris. And, Nuno to Boris, N- okay. Yeah, Nuno to Boris and Bruno to Liz Trust.
2: Because Nuno has a cult following, No 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 sorry no like apologies no it,
0: it was it was Steve Davis to um Steve Davis to... Yeah so Steve Davis is to trust what Nuno is to Boris. Is yeah. um
1: is Scott Sellers in your ear confusing you with things at the bit. I think so. <laughs> well
0: well I, I was gonna say seemingly I don't know where Scott Sellers fits into uh fits into this analogy. He's probably it's like nineteen twenty two.
1: It's the World um... Economic Forum, eh? <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he's the yeah economic research group or, or, or any of those lobbies. ERG, yeah, uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Probably. Yeah. See, seemingly, evil. I feel like Weevil.
0: I feel like we've <laughs> out, out of out of our depths, like trying to um trying to pick apart my cold open. Um, but are we just doing this so we don't have to talk about the game? <laughs> No, we, uh, we want to talk
2: about the game. Let, we let, let's get into it.
0: You know, let, let's get into the the meat, the veg, the two gravy, and everything in between. A big shout out to everyone who's joining us uh, live um, on YouTube. Um, I can see we've already got a lot of comments. We'll try and get through as many as possible. Let's get right into it, guys. Because uh, I wanted to be optimistic, and it, the writing was in the stars. I thought Leicester i haven't done well at all away from home all season um we've had a couple of positive highlights in the last um few games as well under steve davis and it did start so well too um in the first opening eight minutes but let's just talk team selection um i mean it's all wonderful in hindsight um but a couple of changes from Midweek, um, again for the defeat against Crystal Palace. Um, f- first and foremost, Matino coming back in for Barbecue Trial A bit disappointing considering I thought he gave a really good account of himself for what was essentially
2: an hour at Selhurst Park, uh, Gully. Yeah, I think we all, um, well, I mean, I know we did a Twitter spaces uh this morning, um, proper overload of Fancast content for you today ladies and gents um, really capitalised on a crisis aren't we <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're nothing if not opportunists yeah. I mean, imagine if um, we got paid oh no just imagine um, yeah I think we all insisted on Traore playing just because uh, that extra dimension he gives us with his mobility uh, snapping into the tackle and um, just I guess simply for the fact that Martinho hasn't really done a fat lot uh, for us this season either and um, I mean, as it transpired, he wouldn't do a fat lot for us in the game today, and uh, that was that was disappointing. I did like the comment there that you you shared, Johnny, for better protection, um, which um, famous last words, as 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 you say. Uh, but I I thought Samià was harshly um, dropped anyway, uh, as much as there was a lapse in concentration, especially on the winning goal against Palace. I think in pretty much every one on one against Zaha. I backed him to to come out on top. And he did when he was running at him. Um, And I think Harvey Barnes would have had a much tougher time of it if Semedo had started uh, in this game. Um, Lo and behold, it didn't quite get a plan on that front. Not quite. And
0: I I agree with you around um, Semedo. uh, he, He did have a poor second half, but... First half in particular, I say he, he kept Zaha in his back pocket. It was only second half when Zaha started picking up deeper or more inside was when it kind of really caused a few more issues. And yeah, exactly. it, 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 even I guess the first goal was almost inadvertently because of that, because they switched positions. And Eze then comes up out on the left and I guess tweaks it. But Stu, I know in your nihilistic self, you're going to say, it did not matter anyway because they're all crap. Um, Frontline though? Uh, again, you, you've got po- you essentially had your front line of Adama, uh, Costa, Podence. Were you always optimistic, or no. uh, everyone, Mr. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that I wasn't
1: optimistic. I mean, I I even put gl- Twitter glorious as soon as I saw it because it was just I'm just sick of it at this point anyway. Um But I mean, i I'm, I completely agree with what Gully said though. I mean, though were, we're not we put it, the, put it in the group, and he said, "Well, Samedo's done nothing wrong apart from not running." That's that's all he didn't do. He did one thing at Palace where he didn't track his runner, and Johnny's been wank all season long anyway. But oh now because of how he's been for the last three years, oh it doesn't matter. And then look what's happened today. He was pathetic, <laughs> and I think someone else mentioned it in the in the group as well about the um, because indeed he wasn't there, so he wouldn't need Bukayo Traore. Well, again, that failed as well. <laughs> and it's like just the basic things. I mean, you. It rewarded Bueno with a start, which is good because yeah. he played really well at Palace. Um, but bubicartra Carter had, had something different, and there's no point talking about the front three because they're all we've done it to death. And I said this morning I wanted Jim Campbell to have a go, and he came on, and obviously the game was gone by then. So we can we haven't seen him at his best again with any kind of any kind of chance. But it's just baffling. Every week he's just baffling and. If the, normal people like us can see, why can't see? And he was on a hiding to nothing from the very start. Just
0: Lost for words. Well, I was going to say, you say I'm hiding for nothing from the very start. I did think for the opening eight minutes, which is a very specific time frame I appreciate <laughs> in football. Usually it's 45, it, for half an hour, I'll allow a 22.5 minutes, quarters, whatever, eight minutes. I don't think I've seen genuinely a side as poor as Leicester. I couldn't work out whether it was just Leicester were poor because they had given away the ball really sloppily um, in parts or whether we just came out the gates at full speed because we did create like about two or three decent chances in the opening, um, in the opening eight minutes. And I think particularly the, the Costa one where, you know, it was a fantastic little bit of movement to to open things up. Um, If we can... So say I, I. I'm trying to be positive, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to be positive, but, but it did, I did have a glimmer of hope, and I think I even tweeted about a minute before um Johnny van gives away a free kick. You know, we need to capitalize on this early pressure because it seemed like we were doing the right things. Yet yeah, again, same as we were against uh, Palace, I guess. I mean, it's, it's exactly what
1: we asked for this morning, wasn't it? When we were saying about how um, how you get the fans on side. And we were saying, well, just go out at the blocks, full pelt, and you'll get people behind you and you'll get the fans on your side. And that shot from Costa. I mean, both of them, his and Pedence's, similar kind of position. You wouldn't expect them to score, I mean, Pedence, later on, obviously. You wouldn't expect them to score from there, but it's better than we have been having. I mean. um, but again, it comes to it that, we have one setback, I mean, a ridiculous setback, and it, the whole thing just goes completely to pot. Like They're mentally fragile that they can't fix something that's... I mean, that's a wonder goal. It's You can't legislate for that, obviously, giving away the free kick in the first place. But up until that point, it looked like there was some kind of plan. And it was... I mean, weirdly enough, it was the plan exactly on Sellers' little board in the stand. But we'll come to that after. But, yeah, yeah. It's clearly a mental problem because you are right, Rich. The way we started
2: was like how we started on Tuesday. And then you have one setback and it all goes to pot. I think when you look at specific scenarios, I remember Neves putting in maybe two free kicks early on, which we'd won. Mm. Uh, Bad deliveries got headed out. We won a couple of corners in that time as well. And all scenarios where there were opportunities to get shots off, um, Obviously, ours kind of dribble out for for goal kicks, (laughs) get deflected, get blocked. Exactly the same thing happens at the other end at the first opportunity and Yuri Tiedemann sticks it in the top corner, Um, which, I mean, it was a ridiculous strike. Like you say, you can't legislate for that. Um, but It was just a microcosm of where our attacking talents are sitting and theirs. As much as Leicester are a bad team out of possession, and they were wobbly right at the start of that game, and a good team takes advantage of that. A good team goes one to look. We aren't really a good team at the moment. And yeah. I think you just saw, though, that a Brendan Rogers side will consistently have confidence in their attacking players. And as just a bereft of it. Because we've generally been a negative team over the years, you know, last mm. couple especially. I think now, it, now the onus is on our attackers to really set the tempo, set the tone. For games it's almost like they're in a slightly different um kind of mindset and maybe we're not used to that brendan rogers teams will always be attacking teams that's that's how it's always going to be they're designed to get the most out of their forward players we haven't been for, for the longest time really and we with we're, we're, we're now we're looking to them to really kind of pull us out of a hole and they can't do it um and telemans pulled his team out of a hole because they were in one they weren't they weren't doing very well at all um and while it was just an absolute screamer It it, it was a bit telling, I think. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic strike.
0: And I'm pretty sure we might have said in the preview section for last show, you know, this game's going to come down to either a bit of magic from Neves or a bit of magic from Madison, I guess, slash Tillmans. Brilliant strike. Not quite sure what Moutinho's doing at the near post on the initial free kick. I think it's Moutinho anyway, because he then heads it basically... Back across goal. I'm sure
2: it's oh, god, I don't I know. If you guess, can have a go about that. He whipped it in with I, a bit of pace, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Just, and
2: I, I think a good team clears that
0: straight away. And I, you can't take anything like there's nothing like you can, you know, bet there'll be somebody somewhere um, who'll say, oh, yes, we didn't close down Tillman's quick enough. Where yeah. I, I, no, no, I mean, he, he's belted yeah. it in top corner, but again, just you just knew as soon as that goal went in, we we're just going to roll over and it was just going to be another, I guess, similar against Paris where we conceded again, like go, well, that's it on the cards, um, which I think was kind of telling around the stadium for me as well. It just didn't kind of have the same, I, I guess, oh, I, I, it's going to kill me to say, this. I guess under Nuno, in particularly those first couple of seasons, when, when we go concede first, it would, we'd almost be offended. Hmm. By it, whereas now it's kind of, it feels like we've just put a mountain in front of a pla in front of those players to uh, go out there and pull something back. Um, which again, it, it is really frustrating, but again, we never looked awful going forwards, we just don't kind of know how to score, which it, is the point unique, of going forwards, which, which is kind of one of the main things you need to do in football, but um. I mean, we, we've mentioned Johnny a couple of times, and I think it was most apparent for the second goal with with Harvey Barnes, who always needs to be called Harvey Barnes. That's the rules. Yeah. Um, again,
2: really frustrating, frustrating goal for us to concede, in my opinion. I think the the big my biggest issue with this goal is that I've seen Harvey Barnes do it a number of times. If you yeah. watch his goal in the week against Leeds, it's a one-two. I don't know if it's Chusey Hall that he plays it with um but it's a one-two into that channel and then he slots it past the keeper exactly the same fashion you should be spotting that kind of stuff that should be a look guys just be wary of this because it's gonna be the way I- I've never really seen Harvey Barnes actually beat his man in a one-on-one and I, I didn't really back him to he's not that kind of player and yeah. um, but what he is do he will do is, he's quick off the mark he's clever gets into goal scoring positions in a lot of ways and um Showed what it takes for a wide forward to actually, you know, take advantage of those situations. Dewsbury Hall, I thought, to be honest, was really, really good. Um, mm. He kept floating out into that left-hand channel, rolling his man. He, he, was, he was pretty combative and showed quite a bit of quality, to be fair. And considering he's only really been the Premier League player for probably about 18 months now, I think. Um, he's decent and, you know, we could do with a player like him, really.
1: I saw, um, I saw a Leicester fan walking up the slope between the uni buildings with Jewsbury Hall 22 on his back. I thought that's a, that's a kind of, kind of you're either really quirky or you're a super fan or you family. And I couldn't really work out which one he was. But it's, yeah, you are right. He's, he seems to have come out of nowhere,
2: but he never does anything wrong.
0: It's, no, it's, it's it just, was, just, it's, it was
2: actually, um it was a tribute to the actual place, Dewsbury Hall, wasn't it? That's what <laughs> it was, yeah. He got he got it as a as a souvenir well on, on the 22nd <laughs> yeah yeah
0: because it just sort of i find it kind of bonkers in a way because it just sort of seemed like he appeared from nowhere last season essentially and now he's a
2: you know very much first choice one but he's 24. like he's, he had um, a load of loan spells i think qpr blackpool is a few few different clubs he's only um, had two
0: it's, it's only been two loan spells Blackpool oh. and um, Luton. And,
2: well, oh, Luton was
0: it. Yeah, and they were only over, of course, about 18 months or so, um, or two seasons. It's But, hey, if you've got good players and you keep them around and you play them, you'd have fought it. Um, the Conor Ronan paradox? Yeah. Hmm. who I, I, I didn't manage to get um, a screenshot, but I did see, because um, he wasn't on the bench, was he? Um,
2: I saw him walking around the bench in his, his fall. It is true. Yeah. Hoodie and, and tracksuit bottoms. Um, but you just wonder what on earth is going on there. I, I, yeah. I did just
0: see him, having, I saw him just having a coffee, and I, I just, <laughs> found, I just, just like on, on the little bench that they have next to it. Um, I'll just say big shout out to everyone in the comments, especially to um, Paul, um, twenty twenty eleven who's a quite consistent listener and uh, watcher uh, must be bad if rich has hit the bottle i said this pre-recording but i feel like i'm slowly turning into stew with more nihilistic views and the fact i now drink during podcast recordings um, is is a getting to be a telling sign uh, for me but this is i feel like i'm just gonna do my beer for the week at this point but um, i've gone for the Slopian brewery darwin's original of which my screen's blurred so you can't see it but I'm, I'm just avoiding talking about the game, aren't I? Um, because the next thing I want to talk about, yeah, I guess, we'll talk chances. Because, again, even at 2-0 down, we were still creating impotence. Had a shot with his left foot, which was clean. It wasn't a scuffer. And it was like, of all days for Danny Ward to actually, you know, turn up and do his day job. <laughs> it had to be today, didn't it?
1: I mean... How many, how many times have we slated him and took the piss out of him all season long, and then he he does nothing wrong whatsoever all game? But again, I, I don't think it was one of them where it was he's pulled one out of the top corner, as he. It's a it's a comfortable save for him, um, but again, it is strangely on target, which is what we've what we've been asking for. But oh, it's, I mean, it, oh, there's nothing left to say. Hey, we we scored how many goals have we scored all season long?
2: We can't keep saying these players are good because they're not. And Wasn't there one where Nunes went through as well and pulled the save out of him? I don't know if he got flagged offside or not. Um, yeah, yeah, he was way offside. Was he? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. But there was a few times when Adama went down as well and the usual Adama trail thing if he was... <laughs> a decent ball into the box could have caused absolute chaos because there was actually people in the box and he scuffed it and it hit the near post and hit the near man and it all went wrong. But it's the same old story that we, when we do get chances like that, it's always at the keeper and you look at, like we just talked about, Harvey Barnes slotted it straight through Sar's legs. Perfect. Whereas Pedence, obviously with not scoring many goals, snatched at it. Easy save to make. It's... I don't know where I mean, the answer is there.
0: We, we, I mean, we can't kind of circle it, and it came out end of the game, and I do like a good XG stat. I don't know how much I always buy, buy into them sometimes, but um, XG Philosophy had us down as 1.8 versus 1.06 to Leicester, which is quite staggering, um, I guess, when you carve account you know, take into account two of Leicester's goals for outside the box and I know Andy Powell in the, uh, in the YouTube column said sort of four chances, four goals, chat over loads of chances and no goals um, and it, it, it's really difficult because when you I guess go off a numbers game and to be fair you look at all the other stats I think we had more shots on target from them, we had more possession um, and more corners as well I think if you just went off the, the box scores as it were you go, oh, wolves were really unlucky, but I, I don't know whether it's the the, the emotional side, emotion side of it in football but I can't quite justify it because we conceded yeah. four four goals. Yeah,
2: the I, there's always there's always going to be that because that one point eight five is a cumulative, you know, number that's that's added up a host of pretty low xg chances basically it's it's what aside from like you say pedence is one uh where, where you which you really recall as a as a good opportunity there's a couple of kind of weak headers in, into the box uh after crosses into the box and stuff and um, a few long distance shots and things really could you say that we opened them up into glaring opportunities considering how open leicester were as well like this is this wasn't a leicester that was sat on the edge of their box, you know, stopping us playing for the majority of the game. I, don't, I think I still think they're a bad team out of possession. That's why they concede so many goals um, and we still weren't able to work good opportunities against them. That's the most disappointing thing. We can get shots away. I think, you know, we're, we're, pretty, we're one of the most prolific teams at getting shots from outside the box last season, I think. Um, so, that's not an issue. You know, you look at Leicester as a team notorious for conceded goals off set pieces. We actually made first contact on quite a lot of those set pieces didn't really register a a proper effort um, to to worry Danny Ward. I think there was maybe a near post flick on from Collins. I think Costa had one off a corner as well. But nothing to really make a team that shits themselves at the prospect of a corner or a free kick um, to really concern themselves over it. So again, read what you can into the numbers. And I know I use data as a bit of a tool to, to kind of embed my thoughts and feelings about games and stuff. But it's not really a reflection of the game, I don't think. Yeah, it won't um, like, um,
1: it won't like the classic Southampton 6 0, yeah. where we actually were the better side and we got look, unlucky with them scoring six goals from seven shots or whatever it was. This was, I mean, if Leicester really wanted it, they could have just gone at us. I and mean, that's, that's the worrying thing about it. It was so comfortable for them that they restricted, they Leicester restricted our, our actual chances to shots outside the box and kind of half chances that we were never going to score from. And like he's <laughs> like just said, this is a team who are shit at <laughs> defending. And for them to do that to us, I mean, I, I sent the same thing to my, my bottle mate, uh, Boothie, and, you oh, so you weren't that bad then? I went, well, that's the thing. You look at that, and we were. We, at no point in that game, did I think we were going to score a goal? And that's not just right. because we don't score goals anyway. It's just because we didn't look threatening regardless of how well we played up until the final third as per usual i don't have any con of any confidence that anything was going to go in at any point of the game so if you're doing that and then you lose four they score four out of five it's to me it seems a fair result and I don't, I, it doesn't really make any sense but that's how it feels
2: i don't think it's a four nil it wasn't a four nil game no wasn't it nah no, i don't think it was a four nil nah it was shit, <laughs> but it wasn't a four. It wasn't a four,
0: no. Nah. That's going to be great. I might throw that out to the Twitter polls. Because I think I... I leave, know it m- leave
1: it till tomorrow morning just to get some yeah. more. Everyone, don't roll anyone let, up anymore. Me,
0: no, we'll let the dust settle. R- Riled up's got settlers enough today.
2: Um, That's not going to stop, is it?
0: Yeah. No. As I say, We'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about um, old Celsi in a bit. Um should we talk about the defending because I think particularly for the uh, I was going to say for the second goal you've got a, uh, an individual error from Johnny but for defending for the third goal and, and the fourth it was a proper heads drop moment mm. in terms of you know the, these are players like right, bar bueno because we've seen him play for all of 180 minutes in a senior team like the, these are solid defenders and i don't don't get me wrong kilman and collins aren't in great form but they're better than this surely i mean
1: the third one i mean i had to watch it again just before we came on um just to remind myself exactly what happened but there's all this revisionist i mean we know what's going to happen it's all going to be old cody and whatever but we saw cody do that quite a lot (laughs) over the last few years Mm. exactly what collins did today um but again like I tweeted out, fair fucks to him. He was the only one. He 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 came away from the centre circle and acknowledged the Steve the uh, the north bank as well with his hand in the air, apologising. Which is all you can really ask for. And he's come out and he's spoke about how shit everything was. I mean,
2: which again, you can ask for more than that, Stu. You can ask for a can... performance. Like, I, well, I, uh, I, 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 I don't mind. You no, know, I, I don't mind people apologising after the fact. But if you. have if you keep, if you're on the pitch and able to do something about it I it doesn't really mean a fat lot to me if you're asking no that's what I mean it. this this seems for him like Richard, this seems like for a one-off before the witch
1: hunt starts because i mean, I thought he was fine at palace um and he hasn't been the same since his suspension because before then I thought he was superb like we all did but it just seems it seems like one of them mentally again what, what are they doing? What are they doing as a defensive unit? I mean chopping and changing Johnny and Samada all the time is not gonna help.
2: We no, all know yeah. that.
1: And that yeah. that's beyond ridiculous at this point. Um A new for Bueno again. It seemed like for like and Bueno's He's had a torrid time today, but he hasn't done anything wrong, really. When he's been put under pressure, he hasn't—he didn't go forward as much, but I don't think he was allowed to, really. He had no—and when he did have the chance, there was no one around to pass the fucking ball to anyway. So, I think with Collins, yeah, he's at fault for the third, definitely. The fourth he's just—I mean, you, you could throw a blanket over all of them and say,
2: "Well, that's all your fault." Yeah. Pretty much. I, I mean, I if if you are going to pick out individual, I thought Kilman was really bad in possession today, like really bad. Yeah,
0: well, he gave the ball away for I want set for one of the goals where it was just like it was for fourth, and then he stepped out. He he stepped the wrong way to block out the cross as well. And it, it, again, I think that's arguably one of the worst performances I've seen in the Max Kilman in two years. And again, it's just not a player we're almost accustomed to seeing make these shoddy errors mm. it's not something you associate in with either in terms of you say misplaced passes and, and and things like that as well which is which is deeply frustrating i know um i i wanted to sort of make made a made note about it in terms of players at the end because i i'm trying to work out where i sit in terms of whether fans sh- you know players should come over and clap fans and things like that and make a big deal about it I have got a lot of respect for Colin, who argue, was at fault for a goal, a defensive player, etc., coming over and, and facing it. With was it him, Neves, and um, the two kids, and, and it's, yeah, two two kids essentially. And I, I do find that frustrating. And one of my big things, and we we had a comment um on twitter from bradders saying does the decision by or for the squad to walk down the tunnel without acknowledgement for the fans there's everything we need to know about their mindset right now and the thing that not triggered me i guess is steve davis is a wolves fan there's a big thing about him being a wolves fan and it is very much synonymous with him as interim head coach i'm not saying he needs to you know that that arsenal all or nothing you know i fucking love this club and whatever (laughs) but him more than quite literally any other manager we've had in modern history can empathize with how thing how fans are doing at the moment in my opinion and look it's easy for us to pick out scapegoats and things like that and if if all of the Players and the coaching staff have gone over to the South Bank and gone over to the North Bank. It wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference to results, and it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference to the next game either, will it? But do you think it would have done anything if more of those senior players had fronted up, so to speak? It just, it just, just I know, like what Gary said,
1: I'd rather not make mistakes in regards to Collins, but I think it just gets people off their back for a little bit. And what what does it I know obviously everyone's embarrassed and humiliated, and we sat there and, and what the pure sods who stayed and watched till the end. Um, we sat through that that performance, and yeah, we don't expect to be acknowledged and whatever, but I think it would go a long way just to even like what he did. It just he, what difference does it make? It took him five minutes just to walk around with his hand up, saying, Yeah, sorry. So but we all know it, it makes no difference in the long run.
2: Yeah, it's the gesture of it, and it takes True, a bit well, of pressure okay. off them for next week. So I don't think I, I'm. I'm not saying it from the perspective of I'd, I'd rather him not make mistakes. I understand mate, mistakes will happen. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> more the case that it's more the case that, and I'll use an example from today's game specifically. Um, Diego Costa went and absolutely plowed into Voutfas. I think in the first half, <laughs> turned around, screamed at Nunes. As if to say, like, look, we need to get into these. Like, we need to get into their faces, try and provoke a reaction out of our players. It's the whole, it's the whole Roy Keane meme of where he's like, you know what? I might just smash into someone just to kind of feel <laughs> something, and it's, it's, it's right. It's like, you know what? You got a crowd on your back, yeah. And you, we all know what it's like when Molyneux is toxic and it, and it was reaching levels today. It wasn't quite as bad as I think it could be. But, but that's you they know, don't, know, it's like you said. To the next but but, but if, you, if you want to provoke a positive reaction, your football's not going right, your touch is off, you know, it, things aren't quite going for you in an attacking sense, you're not creating chances, all that sort of shit. To an extent, I can understand it. What you cannot accept is if there's a 50 50 in there or a 60-40 in their favour even, yeah, not going in full-blooded, bang, and getting something out of the crowd that will back you. You're at home. This is your territory. The fans will respond to that, and they will look positively upon that. Someone like Collins, yeah, has every right, without, you know, take a yellow card. I don't give a shit about that. Freaking go in there and make sure that centre-forward cannot get hold of the ball without knowing that a centre-half is up his arse. You know, a central midfielder, knowing that he's in a battle with someone on the opposition team. I can't recall Neves, Nunes and Matinho really making a tackle today. I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. So, you know, it's, it's little shit like that. They're in, the, they're in the battleground, they're in the engine room of the game. That's where especially against a team like Leicester. Again, they're not a good team. They're they a fragile team themselves. They're soft as shit, really, especially without Ndidi in there. Get into them. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I don't want to see people holding their hands up, walking around the pitch going, sorry, lads, you know, maybe next week. Yeah, but when
1: they haven't done that, it's the least they could do. I mean, what you, what you just said about, I mean, you're describing a certain type of manager there. God. I mean, we'll get onto that later. But um,
2: <laughs> it's in- ch- exactly... I a it-
1: real
0: British manor- manager with a fight.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Gully's putting himself in the frame now. Um, (laughs) I think what you said about the tackle thing, uh, in my mind, the first person who put a good tackle in was Bibi Right when he came on. (laughs) Well, that's Um, his game? That's why he
2: should have started the game, though? This is why we know. Exactly. exactly exactly why he should have started the game.
1: Yeah. And in a game like this, which is what we said at the start, it was absolutely ridiculous that Moutinho started yet again and he didn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've, we talked um, on Tuesday about the lack of fitness levels in this squad going into this season and the fact we're so many games in and we are still looking sluggish. It feels like Moutinho is someone who is it, really... He's he's shown his age this year in a way that even last season it, it wasn't quite there. Um, it, it, that that's more worrying. But when you when you've got a player like Tryore who is doing the right thing, then I don't, you know, I, I find it really frustrating. They say like the difference it makes, and you're right, Gully. Completely agree with you. You just want to, you want to see that passion. Sometimes compare what what was the reaction last week, eight days ago, to um Joe Hodge, yeah, 90th minute. He was not going to let that man pass. He was he was happily going to take that yellow card and, um, you know, take one for the team, as it were. But uh, frustrating. We, we talked um, levels of toxicity around Molyneux. I guess the, the lovely anger meter I found on <laughs> YouTube um, it, it is, it, you know, calm, frustrating, angry, furious, I guess, how did you both find it today?
1: I mean, personally, or in the stands, because personally, I just, I couldn't care less. <laughs> so that, I'm at that point now where it's just going, it's going to ruin my entire life again, if I, if I let it get to me, because it's so obvious. But I don't think, like what we, we were talking about last week, about oh, they haven't seen Molyneux toxic. And for journalists and whatever saying, oh, it was toxic today because they haven't seen, these journalists haven't seen this Molyneux as we know it, that today was not anywhere near what it could be. And I never thought it would be because it hasn't been like that since, like I said this morning, it hasn't been like that since we came back from the COVID break. But I don't know if it, does it step up again? Does it get worse than today? Because it seems you had the chance about sellers, but then it kind of died down. And I thought there'd be like, I thought it'd be like sickening booze at the end, but it was just kind of, mooted and kind of okay,
2: but the, it was I, I it, may, maybe there is the, there is a, a group of Wolves fans that have kind of entered the the sphere over the past four or five years, only known success really. You know, Um the yeah, last yeah. time I can properly recall genuine vitriol was probably the Burnley game at home uh, when, we, uh, when yeah. we went down to League One. I mean, it's you're talking. You're coming up to ten years since that happened, are we almost? It's, you know, it's, it's be. been a while and maybe it's simmering underneath and maybe we've had it too good recent times to actually feel as angry as we could do. I, for one, feel like if this gets any worse, this is the biggest opportunity we've wasted in generations, bottom line. So we almost should be more angry about it in the sense that this is the greatest group of players that we've had uh, you know, since well, so I've been a fan. Since you guys have probably been on, a fan on paper, on paper. Well, no, but yeah, but you you know exactly what I mean by that. Yeah, the talent is all there. The talent is totally there, and for that not to be harnessed in the right way is is a crime. Bottom line, and um, and then you know you're talking. Uh, I mean, Arsenal's the last home game before the World Cup break. Mm-hmm. Is, is it the the official last, last game? Yeah, it is. The yeah, last it's the last game. Um, yeah, quarter to eight. If you look at Brentford going badly, you look at Brighton going badly and Arsenal going badly, that, that we could send the club out on a on a pretty bad footing into into that break I mean, and make our feeling zone. That, 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 that feels like potentially an opportunity to really hammer home a message if you were going to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean the fact that it is quarter to eight as well and people could have potentially been drinking for 11, 12 hours. It could I mean the place could burn to the ground. I love how it, that's it, where it, your mindset goes. <laughs> well, you got to think of these things, eh? logistics and everything. But yeah, I think you're right because we got the we got the Leeds Carabao Cup game before Arsenal, which no one's going to care about now. Um, but chance, yeah,
2: I need for, him. chance for some goals and, and a, and a <laughs> yeah. run out for the kids and, and all that kind of stuff. There. Oh, can you can you imagine <laughs> if we play the under twenty threes? Chem Campbell's definitely starting that game. You just know it, don't you? Yeah, but he probably starts at left back in there. And it... <sighs> Oh, God, it's, what I will say though is the players are fortunate that there is a lightning rod for the vitriol at the moment, and we all know who that is. Yeah, you know, they're getting away with it to an extent in that sense.
0: Well, that's probably a good time to take a break because afterwards we're going to talk a bit about Steve Davis, um, basic beam manager until 2023, which sounds a lot longer than <laughs> it technically is. Um, we're going to talk about that man, Scott Sellers. And have a few questions from Twitter Corner. We'll be back in just a quick minute, everyone. See you in a second.
2: Hi all, Gully from Wolves Fancast here. And just like all of you long-suffering Wolves fans, I know exactly what it feels like to be lacking a creative spark here. Some outside-of-the-box thinking there. But our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, are here to help. They're a creative agency that cover all of your web design, branding and marketing needs with our very own woolsfancast.com a fine example of their work. So much so that I hear Jeff She is looking to do a deal this summer. For now, it's back to the team to ask just where the Diogo Jota money is gone. We may have just had our answer.
0: Hello, welcome back, everybody. So... It kind of got caught up in between shows, I guess. But it has been announced that um, basically Wolves aren't going to hire a new manager until the World Cup break thereafter. Um, I'm not saying Wolves have made the incorrect decision by, you know, delaying the inevitable, um, especially considering, I guess, the struggles Villa might be potentially facing at the same time in terms of recruiting a manager. But it, it it's a shit show, in it, lads? Is the easiest way I can describe it. Um, I've got nothing against Steve Davis personally, and I'm sure he is a must-be a, a, a very qualified and highly regarded coach. But it's not really a great reflection on the club, is it, that they've managed to ship the bed on this?
1: I mean, it's it's literally the same as what we did last time. Is it? It's at least it Terry Connor clipboard mark two. That's it's beyond do ridiculous. You reckon,
2: do you reckon Davies is calling Bruno with the with the um, team tactics decisions and, and conversations?
0: He he we, bro, you, yeah, yeah. We, you naughty boy, you know he ain't calling Bruno. It's <laughs> not when he's got the Scott dog on the speed dial. I mean,
1: we, we we know where the clipboard is. He it's just a, a tactics manual now that's up in the uh, director's box in the Billy Royce. I thought they stuck it in the museum, to be honest. Oh, I actually asked them. That next, that. That's next a different story, He's right?
0: cracked one, do you think? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, how can you break your hand punching a tactics board? I mean, come on. Um, but at least we'd, we'd have some I mean, fights. More, so,
0: I'm sure, I, I feel like it's more of a wall that broke his hand rather than the, the board itself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, we are be in the inevitable again. Yeah. It's stupid. It's a stupid fucking stupid decision. No, no common sensible club would give a youth team manager six Premier League games. Full stop. You say, "Oh, he's the interim manager until we get someone else in." That's what you do. But no, not Wolves. Oh, he's our manager till twenty twenty three. Doesn't matter. That's that's just the way it is. And you think, okay, the World Cup break. You understand that makes some kind of sense. It gives them what seven, eight weeks maybe certain people die in that time when we get a new manager. But it's 2023. That means what are they going to be doing through the World Cup, other than watching the World Cup on telly? Because he doesn't <laughs> think they a fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> how can you... You know what I mean, though? How In what world does it make any sense when you've got... A Do you actually break? think they're just going to be sitting there with, like, their wall chart, like, filling it in on the... <laughs> <laughs> Would you put it past them at this point? Because... They've got all that time. Yeah, when they're literally doing yeah, that, sellers
2: going got got need with their panini sticker out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can get them to them, uh, got got need t-shirts. I've got a blue one with all the uh, the different things on. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean though, it's like the club, he's not playing football games during the World Cup. It's we're doing nothing at all. So in that time, unless you are like, like someone mentioned this morning on this on the Twitter spaces, you're waiting for like the Mexico manager to be sacked to appoint him then what are we doing? What are we playing at? It doesn't make any sense at all.
2: I, it hadn't quite occurred to me, but I know that they said 2023, but I kind of took that as just after the World Cup. But we're back on Boxing Day and we're playing on New Year's Eve as yeah. well, are we? so That's at least six games. He's got I, extra games. I say, I'm now,
0: pa- I am now slightly panicking. They did say until 2023, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that, They could have said... Until, you know, we're not making a decision until after the World Cup break, which I think is bonkers, because even if you don't take into account the QPR game, because I, I, at that point, it's been a long week in Wolves, let's be honest, because I think at the time of the Palace game, we were quite strongly linked with Michael Beal. We had 12 hours of that before that dropped off, and then it was, yeah, we're sticking with Davo. Even if you take out the Palace loss and today's loss, we could have still done with a new manager. Those results don't change anything. Even Forest manager
2: didn't change anything for the fact that well, we still need stability. You say, you say it doesn't change anything. I think because there are very distinct parallels we can draw right now with another club across the Midlands who are in exactly the same boat as us. Um, tell you and, what, and, you did, know, you, did you hear about a cracking um, defensive midfielder today? Apparently done alright stormer on his full debut uh, yeah. standing really? ovation i, I <laughs> fully I his actual my, position I was, I was chatting to my brother-in-law today and he's he's a villa fan and um i said to him i highly doubt leander Dendonka got a single standing ovation in any of his fi- of his uh, performances at Molyneux, um which is amazing to be honest but i don't it's... even remember him getting subbed off Yeah, you know what? If he played, he he tended to just play out, didn't he? Because he was Forrest Gump and uh, he (laughs) wasn't But um, like I say, beating around the bush between comparing the two clubs, both clubs are basically in exactly the same boat right now. Interim manager, failing squad of talented players, um, both in the market for someone new. Now, on a day where you you might have you might be in the same market for the same kind of managers obviously names like Ruben Amarim have been thrown around related to both clubs if you see two prospective Premier League jobs you're you're being touted for both and you see one team has won 4-0 and one team has lost 4-0 basically all you're really working on is what kind of group of players you're going to be potentially working with what performance and result is going to entice you mo- most? It's not even a question, really, is it? Now, as much as giving Davis the job until you know the World Cup break had some, I, I think it, I will give it more credit than probably you would do, just in the sense that no, no,
1: better, I, no, I agree with up to the World Cup break. I agree because yeah. it made sense because he gives them thinking time,
2: but afterwards, which is, mm-hmm. I I just don't think Davis commands the respect of the group really. And a performance like today tells me that even more. Whilst, you know, they had a couple of moments here and there. They've done a little, they've done all right first half against Palace as well. I don't think he has the the bottle to make big calls. Bringing Martinho back into the team today. I know Buenos uh, started, Aitnuri was missing, wasn't he really, uh, against Palace, which gave him an easier in into the, top, into the team. Chem Campbell coming on today ahead of Geddes was a crowd appeasement tactic i think more than anything i don't think it was anything to do with whether we thought Chem Campbell should be playing the game or not i think at that time it was quite heavily in uh, in in kind of you know advances towards Scott Sellers in terms of the, the 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 negative sentiment in the in the ground so he made that sub to to kind of tone it down a little bit more than anything else who made the sub
0: Interesting, uh, you, Sophia, Scott so first, Scott, yeah. Scott pressed the red button. <laughs> Scott pressed
2: the Chem <laughs> Campbell button, didn't <laughs> <Lease> Campbell. <laughs> and then everybody clapped and then everybody was fine after that, weren't they? Obviously. Um, but, but ultimately I, I just know any prospective manager is gonna look at those groups, two groups of players. One's turned up today for their club, for their interim manager, for their fans, and they delivered a performance in, against a half decent team as well. We were playing a shit team. You know, don't forget that. If Brentford, I, I wouldn't I would never have backed Villa to get a result like that against Brentford. No. Top you know, tough team to play against. For us to go and walk away with the exact opposite result against Leicester, it says a lot about that group, man. It says a lot.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Worrying. Um I mean the the other thing that I guess broke after the palace game that I don't think a lot of people picked up on until uh, the Wolves Potty show was around Scott, Skell- Scott Seller's influence of the club at the moment. And there's, I guess, been a bit of back and forth about how much influence he has had in terms of the actual first team, whether it's come from team selection to tactics to substitutions. But we love a scapegoat at you don't we, Shu?
1: <laughs> I mean... It's not a scapegoat when these things seem to have been happening, which is, I mean, when it first came out, when, when Liam Keane said that, that he'd been involved with substitutions and tactics and fine. And I know going to say, yeah, this is, well, it's a, it's a coaching collective. They're all in, involved, whatever. But then you had the things on, on the denials that come out. And then you had a guy put on Twitter, now he'd taken a picture of him sitting literally next to him. <laughs> Well, as as close as you can get to that to that area in the Billy Wright upper, hearing him say these things, hearing him make tactical decisions, and then that's again that's debunked again, and then it comes out today, and he's got a fucking folder with the tactics in the actual game that we've just been watching drawn on like a child. I mean, even Gully does he bear on here, and that's you know what I mean. We, we we do this as a hobby, and that's his professional job. But he's clearly influencing tactics. That what is he? Why it doesn't make any sense. And you either either leave Steve Davis alone to do his job, or you Scott Sellers, you go and sit in the dugout, or you come out and say yes, I am part of this thing. But to do it in this kind of secret evil back back way that he is going on, it's all just bizarre. And like, well. Who is making the subs? Well, you had that, that channel from the South Bank. Sellers make a sub. And it's already out there now. And there's no coming back from it once that starts. So you have to come out and say exactly what's going on. And not through certain journalists as well. And who may or may not work for paid sites. To say, oh yeah, no, this is definitely not happening. It's not, But we've got evidence the other way that's saying it is. So the whole thing is just a complete farce. I mean... Uh, Having a temporary manager until next year is a farce in itself. If that temporary manager is actually not doing anything other than coaching the team in the week, and this guy up in, up in the clouds is making the decisions, why well, are we not told about it? You know what I mean? It's just, it's all too strange. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's just adding fuel to the fire that we don't know what the fuck we're doing.
2: It's uh, Well, Stu's voice sounds like it's going. We could, be, we could be in here. We could be all right here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I think the bottom line is there's going to be involvement clearly it's obvious that there is I highly doubt it's the extent everybody believes it is I think everyone's taking it to the extreme that basically Sellers is running the show I wouldn't be surprised if Davis Collins having admitted already that they're thin on the ground in terms of numbers want someone up in the stands to have a vantage point, have a view of the game, have that kind of wide-angle view of the pitch, which is helpful. You know, sitting sideline, I think is probably one of the worst kind of viewpoints of a game. You can transmit messages, obviously, verbally, but I don't think you can actually see everything that's going on. Um, and so, having that height actually helps out. But it's <laughs> it's not a good look, is it? It's just not a good look. The optics are just terrible, and um, it's it, like. So you've got to, you've got to read the room a little bit. I think you know, put puts just put sellers away somewhere <laughs> in some dungeon in in the back of the Billy Wright. Let him do his work from there. I'm sure they've got a nice camera system, you know, communication system with the bench <laughs> that they could use. I right, honestly, it's just a bit daft of, in terms of a PR move from the club. I, I don't think they're they're really understanding what's going on. What I will say, fan sentiment, I think, has been quite a a big thing in this whole managerial scenario the fact that Bruno got sacked after the West Ham game and not necessarily prior to that was probably because a load of shit came off the back of that game I reckon the change in tack in terms of managerial appointment away from Portuguese names away from um kind of the 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 well-trodden path that we've used previously I reckon that was a lot to do with fans making comments about, you know, or we're going to end up with Pedro Martins or Carlos Carvalho or whatever. Um, yeah. And I think and ultimately, I wouldn't be surprised if off the back of all the shit that went on today, we made another decision to say, look, you know, we're going to look to bring a manager in next week. Rob Edwards comes walking through the door. I think that was already part of the plan anyway. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's just something like that will happen as a, Bit of a trigger move to say, like, look, we're yeah, I <laughs> it just makes me uncomfortable, man. The, the whole thing is just like, uh, I'm... It, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I almost can't
0: show as many of the comments because so many of them are just like, it's just clear we don't have a plan. And mm. what I find frustrating, and I was thinking back on this, and my reactionary comment is, Wolves have kind of made the initial right decision in most things what they have failed to do in the majority it's like the follow-up action to get it right
2: (laughs) slight typo but we'll take it sellers in the cellar
0: (laughs) um it's you know like yes it was i think we got a question for twitter corner about um nuno yes it was right to get rid of nuno when we did it was right to get rid of bruno what we have struggled to do with it is is the actual execution of bringing a new person in, and it's just not sustainable. The wheels will come off, and like I don't think it helps that Scott Sellers has a, the, the title he's technical director rather than sporting director. Yeah. Am I right in thinking? Yeah, you know it. It's a fairly ambiguous term. it, it that's what he is. It, yeah. Why not? Uh, you know, it, it, it's quite hard to actually put into it. Um, Martin W in the comments saying or Town a better run. I'll agree with that. Um Happily, that's because they got uh, money though. I think they're they're quite well yeah. bankrolled. I'm, sure, I'm pretty I was sure. Say, say, got money. Yeah, m- yeah. M- m- Mike trying to keep some healthy. Um, we'll a get Saddus in, we'll be fine. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to say or Mike, answer. but um, yeah, yeah. just like Price's like... father-in-law said. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah he's clearly scapegoated. I understand the you know Scott Sellers is a qualified coach he can clearly have a potential impact and, and things like that but it's such a bad look on the club to so oh yeah well we've not found a manager who can you know we can sign so here's what we're going to do
1: I'm going to do it
0: and you go, know, fucking, just guys,
1: but I think on top on, on top of all, I think this is just this is the final straw with him really in the in 2022 as a whole because you look at I mean be, before like last year when things were going well, um I'm talking calendar area um so said so before Feb, well, before March then like March time before the wheels came off under Bruno, no one talked about sellers, he was kind of like a joke figure, like fell always before him. But then you started the the stupid nonsense. Like the first one, the Traore thing, sending out, I mean, I don't need to talk about Traore anymore, but having a small squad and someone like that around when we don't have any other players on the wing, sending him out for free with no obligation to buy, which meant he was going to come back if Barcelona didn't have him uh, permanently, which was never going to happen anyway, as we all knew. Who benefited from that? No one. Fabio Silva loaning him out without a replacement already through the door. Fast. Cody loan <laughs> four and a half million. Not even an obligation. It's like, and you on top of that. You've got sign one striker in four years, even two years after Raul had his injury. No, no, it doesn't matter. Like, we hadn't signed a defender front until Collins. And since Bolly, oh, doesn't matter. We'll be fine. And it's like, He's this fucking technical director of this club. He's in charge of the football side of things. There's no escaping from the fact he's. T- he came out in the summer in that video in the in the Ass Walls video, saying that he would spend money if he was allowed to, and he wouldn't buy players if he didn't want them. And he said that. That's not rumour. He said that. And if your technical director is then coming out and saying, oh, just because the manager wants them, I have to be, I have to agree as well. And you think the guy's got serious? He's already on thin ground with certain fans anyway. And then you put all that into the melting pot of shitness that this season's been so far. And then this stuff comes out. And we don't sign it. I mean, Bruno asked for players earlier in the window. Didn't get them. Shock. And we got them too late, so they didn't bed in. And then Bruno got sacked. And he is in charge of all this. He's the football side of the, the business. The book stops with him. And yeah. to then to then come out with the stuff that oh no we'll put the academy kid in charge the academy guy in charge until until 2023, and then start meddling with these evil little witch hands that oh that, I, I am in charge I am in, really in charge, it's like puppet master it's a, yeah it's a puppet master Geppetto it's good, would, Geppetto <laughs> um, there, there's the thumbnail and it, it's like. It's, it seems like a power trip. And obviously this is kind of exaggerated by me yeah. being up, I think. But it's a, it's one thing on top of the other. And this
2: is the final straw for a lot of people. Stu, I will say, I think it works both ways. Kind of going back to the recruitment point that you made. We all remember, you know, talk about players like um, Tillman's and Danny Almo being suggested to Nuno and being rejected. Yeah, you that know. was
1: Thelwell though, wasn't it?
2: but then okay and then fellwell as another specific example you have to question why fellwell actually left the club in the first place he was sim- same role as um as sellers is in at the moment left a premier league club on the crest of a wave at a time when we were really doing well to go and take on a job in the mls for whatever reason i, I well i personally believe that was probably not a sideways step but a bit of a downward step really he's obviously ended up getting a job back in the Premier League now with Everton I don't think he had the conditions to work that he would have wanted to as a sporting director based on the way folks work whether it be always um working with Mendes clients and, and and favoring them in terms of transfer moves and things like that if you're continually being pushed in that direction and you're a sporting director doing your job recruitment all that kind of stuff suggesting players and then suddenly being told look We've got a similar player here what mendes waving his shiny catalog at us again as like he does um and, and then us going in that direction consistently that's going to undermine you you're going to be quite unhappy with that fell was a really good football person i think personally i think he's actually done a decent job by the looks of it in terms of recruitment at everton so far this mm-hmm. season and yeah. um, that, that seems to be doing pretty well now sellers has been promoted from within He's part of the the furniture, the Foson furniture, so to speak. Whether he actually has any say whatsoever on recruitment, I would be surprised. You know, you look at the signs that we brought in. The only one you could say is probably Kaladzic. Um, beyond that. Obviously Geddes comes in as a, a Mendes client. Uh Nunes comes in as a Mendes client as well. Toyore was a was a bit of a bit of a kind of anomaly, I I, I guess in that extent as well. But I just think there isn't. Whoever sits in that position right now is on a hiding to nothing. There, there is no success to be had as if we continue to operate in the way that we do. Yeah, you know, but that's
1: that doesn't go against the the whole getting rid of players thing, which is
2: completely tapped. No, it does because I mean I know that the SACE, the SACE interview as an example has come out today uh, about. Um, his departure from the club with talking wolves and a lot of a lot of talk about that. The bottom line 99 percent of the wolves fan base would have been happy to see Sais go. Like yeah yeah Ninety-nine yeah. percent was... of the wolves fan base were quite happy for Cody to go. Yeah you know, the, the conditions, mean, in terms of the team, conditions like... around that are just yeah. are just conditions really aren't they
1: but it, it's it, is, it, it's it, it's it's just yeah I know what you're saying because we yeah. we said on here that we needed to move on from these players but It's the fact that he, the undervaluing of it, when, we all, when we're constantly told we're a business and we have to make our own money, blah, 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 that we have three assets. However good or bad they are, it doesn't really matter. But the cardie for four and a half million, he's sanctioned that. Now, Foson haven't sanctioned that. He's in charge of that stuff. And if he's not, then we've got big, even bigger problems than we think we have. Because... <laughs> if they're in charge of not selling p- players when they need to be sold as well, uh, on top of everything else, then we really are fucked. Because when when we go down, where are these players going to go? Are they going to be shipped off to um, the cartel like someone put in the comments just? And we're going to get no money back for them because
2: we're part of it? But, you know, that, that's it like that's more worrying than yeah. anything. But with, we've backed ourselves into this Mendes corner with mm. so yeah. many players from that that group that, like we say... They know if they get if they ever get relegated from this from this league, they get their wages cut as a result of all the clauses that tend to happen off the back of it. They know they're out because that's what Mendes does. The club gets left high and dry. So if there's a message that you know, if we if we like to believe folks and listening to some of this shit, um, fuck Mendes, get out from under his freaking armpit and start to run like a proper football club. We make our own decisions. If you want to lean on him in certain scenarios where you might be able to do us a deal and stuff like that, fine. That's absolutely fine. I've got no qualms with that. If we can get players like Mateus Nunes to come to our club, because you know, we can we can lean on him for a little bit, not a problem. But you know what? It, at this point, you're better off sticking your middle finger up at him and actually going off and 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 building a robust recruitment model and and, and starting from scratch. Right, like, it, it's just not the well has run dry. We're not going to get anything more from that net. I mean, remember when we were told that we had 5,000 players that we were looking at it we're,
1: mean, because, it...
2: because we don't go down that route, we just don't, yeah.
1: which is basically just a football
0: manager database. So, yeah, pretty much. So, are we saying Project Portugal's over then?
2: I think we I think you know, well, while they're still here, it's still running, yeah, clearly. But, um,
0: no, I, I, I'm i not disagreeing with you, but it, it just. This has been something that's been it, this isn't just for summer, is it? This has been coming for a while, and Stu will happily start smirking <laughs> and saying, Look, we've had five shocking transfer windows where it's not been there's not been an effort for continual improvement. And it it just feels like we you can argue we've not we've tried to change this season in terms of the amount that we have invested and we have gone out and recruited, even if it is the Mendes pipeline. But uh, as you know, one, one of the comments says, you know, Co- Collins comes in, um, but, but who who do, who do we let go? in it that's, this that's state? not that's not, a,
2: that's not a, Nah, that doesn't apply to me. There, yeah, he's a young that, player. But,
0: no, yeah, but uh, the, but that's the thing that even in terms of like what I was saying earlier that Fosen slash outgoings we've actually done it right i, I wasn't disappointed that they decided to release safe for example and i'm a big Sace fan but then for us not to quite necessarily get a replacement lined up and essentially us hoping that toti gomez would step up despite us never playing him is an issue play.
2: You and, can't blame the club for that, as uh, Bruno. It's uh, it's yeah, ugh. but it, and, it, it's synonymous. It's...
0: They're one of the, t- the, the, the one of the same. They, they, you know, they, they have to work in tandem with one another, and that clearly isn't happening. From you know, from the first team slash managerial setup to a director level slash the relationship they have with a with a third party, and in Jorge Mendes, there is no. I I completely understand what you're saying, but we can't just move away from Mendes because we're kind of just dipping our toe in, taking a player here and there without it actually coherently helping us going forward. And it just comes. What I'm coming to is, I actually don't think it's necessarily Scott Sellers fault. I think it's probably more so like Jeff She's fault, who actually needs to be coordinating these three different areas. And keeping the likes of Mendes happy because he is the hand that has fed us for a healthy portion of the last five years. We obviously need to keep people internally happy and from a sporting technical director set up. And we also need to make sure we're keeping the, the current players happy. And seemingly we've managed to kind of fuck up all three relationships at the moment.
1: I mean... Uh, the, the the whole thing about it although i don't get is that fosen own part of guest if you not the other way around yeah so uh, this whole cap in hand to uncle george thing it's if you own someone's company they don't tell you how to run your business are they you know what i mean it's i mean it is, it's, all, it's just
2: a stake isn't it they don't yeah. run the whole thing no right no
1: either. you know what i mean yeah. though it's yeah. all a bit odd the whole thing's a bit odd and like like you said rich that we got they've got this kind of synergy that's just completely shattered into pieces now where you sign a record signing has not played one minute in his actual position. but he was man of the player of the season for sporting last year on the left hand side of midfield. Left hand side of central midfield. Hasn't played there once. They've tried to morph him into this ten or some kind of Dendonka plus model, model that two. just doesn't yeah. work. Like if if you can't just get
0: the basics right like that, then what what hope have we got? I mean, as uh, Mitch Chapman said in the comments, don't forget, we now have a record company, though. <laughs> Diversification of the market.
2: Look, for all for all the joking about that sort of stuff, any local artists that, that do come through Wolves Records do deserve our support. So, it, yeah, yeah. Hit us 100%. up. We'll
0: happily have you on preview shows or reaction shows. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, ne- ne- never slag off the artists, but again, there's so many easy things at the moment. It's, it it's fish in a barrel sometimes, isn't it? Um, you know what? Let's have a couple of questions from Twitter Corner um, and wrap this up. So, the first one we have up is from Miles Music Show, a regular contributor to the show, who says, last season Spurs went all out for a manager who is a level above them in Antonio Conte, and naturally this has been very effective can you see us doing the same process, paying a manager whatever they want instead of going for a cheap option?
2: I mean, I don't think uh, Amod has uh, seen the last two Spurs performances. <laughs> <as> in, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's sort of wheels, it looks like they're coming off a little bit, to be honest. I there. do not um, know
0: what time he technically tweeted that. It might have been, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think it was day.
1: <laughs> I mean, on that though, I mean, you look at the thing that's coming in the Telegraph tonight about Ruben Amarim being, there we are, um That he's released clause is ten million and they're not thirty, and if he goes there, and we have this special relationship with Portuguese players and the cabal, and we do, they haven't even tried, then we might as well just fucking close the club down. To because... be fair,
2: I mean, look, I think the club are just waiting for the sporting fans to attack the players and staff, <laughs> and then we can get them all for free. So you know, we still have to pay <laughs>
0: Oh man, we I tell you what, this—I club... I, I don't,
2: I don't think we—I don't think we're at the level of the Spurs. though, are we to actually be able to make that kind of call? I—I I, I don't. think no, but I mean,
1: the last manager we paid money for was Dean Saunders, so let's get everything into a bit of uh, context here. But it is right though. I mean, they—they they have completely fucked themselves over with that stupid comment as well, saying that there's no outstanding candidate. Yeah. So King D is obviously being He's he's. Head out of the head, turn with that. He's not going to come, even he's not going to come now. You know what I mean what? King who? King Shondai.
0: Did you call him King D?
2: <laughs> what? You're trying to manifest <laughs> like phrases into the, you into the, <laughs> know, the like people it's will like. I feel like <laughs> I just need
0: to find the mean girls thing, like stop trying to make fetch a thing, stop trying to make King D. I would, I, I would <laughs> trying to coin a new term. Like, isn't it? I'd allow the king, I'd, I'd, I'd almost just about. Swallow
1: that King right D. Yeah. You're not swallowing no King D. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you oh, know, I know I what I mean, though. Like, even even <sighs> if it buys, I'm not even talking about Dodge. Just someone else who was in this realm at the minute. How this is what that statement was the most stupidest thing I've ever seen this club proud in its history. It just makes no sense at all, just to rule out everyone else who's available, and say, "Oh no, then there's no outstanding candidate." So what does that mean? That no, we ha- we do have to pay for someone. It's, I don't know. Sorry, beyond help.
2: I, I just thought I just thought about Sunny D, and I just noticed the light shining off Steve's head, and I thought <laughs> that's where Sunny D comes from. with Sean showing doesn't it? Clearly. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> uh, the club's gone, the game's gone, the fan cast has gone. Right, <laughs> let's let's wrap up with a nice silly one from Alex Moore. Which current or former Wolves player do you think could win Cheeky's Castle?
2: Mm. I would go Jota, just because I, he had that weird like dribbling style where he kind of just bump into people and then like, like the ball would land at his feet. But like, he's not he's not very graceful, but he's effective. So he kind of just like bulldoze his way through all the different tasks, wouldn't he? Hmm. Something like that. I was, yeah, I was thinking of, of Costa
1: just for the whole bathroom ramp thing, but then you got the balance beams and stuff as well. Ain't you? It's hard. That was, um, I have, I very much, you know what? Dave messaged me earlier about this, about how it's going to be dicey, And I went, well, and he was back and forth and he said, how's he going to be able to understand them? And I said, well, if you go back in the Fancast archive to about six years ago, when I did sound like Sean Dish for four months, there is that. So I, I think subconsciously I am morphing into him now and I've got no okay. control over it anymore.
2: Was you uh, carrying a specific virus for a few months there?
1: So... No, I um, I've actually knackered my voice box up I had to go for um, vocal therapy at New
0: Cross to get it back. Yeah. Oh, right. But I, I, I'll see if I, I, I will try and dig out a Fancast recording because it, it, it was just it sure. Was, it was like peak worm eating voice. It was. Yeah,
2: proper, I, I had to like hold, like hold just, my throat to be able yeah. to
1: speak.
0: It got a complete up
1: oh, because it was this is Derby. It was Derby away on the final game of the season yeah. wasn't it, when we got battered again. And um, I just, because we were all having a bit of a laugh in the second half. And I just sang my voice away. And then I had to go on for speech therapy for four months. Afterwards.
0: Oh my God. I feel like I'm slightly changed from movement. When I give my answer to who'd do well in Tashiki's Castle after hearing about Stew's health problems. Um, <laughs> Matt Jarvis. <laughs> we all got better. Fast, agile, nimble. Surprisingly strong as well. I think, I think he'd do a good job, Jarvo.
2: Fair. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll wrap the show up there because I feel like we're uh, we go slowly <laughs> mad. Um, but big thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. Thank you so much for everybody in the comments. Make sure if you're watching it to like, share, and subscribe. It means the absolute world to us um at, for your ongoing support. As always, keep up to date with all things Wolves Fancast at Wolves Fancast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well now they've introduced handles to keep things fun and fresh until next time though it's goodbye from Gully fuck Mendes it's goodbye from Stu just fold the club (laughs) I thought you were going to go it's uh, fox got sellers and it's goodbye (laughs) oh yeah we've generally sort of lost the plot haven't we and it's goodbye from me guys we'll see you next time (sniffs) you <sniffs>